I'd like to give honor to the full throne of God and say greetings to everyone who's listening to this presentation. In preparation for the Day of Atonement, I'm going to give a, a, talk, to give a little talk about the stony heart versus the heart of flesh. And why is this important? It's important for us to think about this when we think about the Day of Atonement because if we have a stony heart, the Word of God cannot take deep root in us. And then it can't grow and bring forth righteousness. We want a heart of flesh so that the Word of God can grow and develop in us so that we will be found acceptable by God so that he could, uh, will, um, in the end of time, he will uh, make an atonement for everyone and will purge our records and purge us from sin. The heart is the core and center of a person. It is the place of one's will or desire. Where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. The heart determines our actions. The physical heart pumps blood, which is life, to the entire body. But the spiritual heart also sends life. And we have to understand and not think carnally. A lot of people, when they think about the heart, what's in the heart, they say it doesn't make sense reading about the heart in the Bible because we know that the heart just pumps blood. Well, you have a physical body, which is the outer man, and you have a spiritual body, which is your soul, which is the inner man, and the spiritual body has a heart, and that's what we're talking about. The Spirit of God goes from the heart to the mind, and the entire body enables us to obey God. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And that out of it comes, it's like if you take care of your physical heart, your physical body, because the blood is pumped through, uh, the, is pumped through the heart. Uh, but you have to take care of your spiritual heart because the life, the word of God, goes through that heart. A good conscience is a combination of the knowledge of what is good and right with the will and desire to do it. And this is also found in the heart. Now, a lot of people, everyone knows the difference between right and wrong, but everybody doesn't have a will or a desire to do the things that's right. That's what a good conscience is. Hebrews 10.22 says, Let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The heart is the seat of God and of the law. It is compared to the tables of the stone in the ark where God would meet with the ancient Israelites. The law of God is written on our hearts. If a person has idols in their heart, then they will sin against God because their will and desire are for carnal and sinful pleasures. Whatever is in your heart, that's what you're going to do. A person is said to have a hard heart when it is difficult for them to accept or understand the law of God. A person with a hard heart or a stony heart is unbelieving and stubborn and determined to do what they want to do rather than humbling themselves to God. God hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not repent or listen to reason, even though his kingdom was being destroyed. And you think, oh, why was this man so crazy? Well, the Lord hardened his heart because he was going to destroy that, that country. The children of Israel in the wilderness constantly provoked God in disobedience through their hard hearts. And we find this in Hebrews 3, 8, 3 verses 8 to 13. And that's where I'm going to read. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. They provoked God. 
when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. And we don't want God to say that we can't enter into his rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief, and that's that hard and stony heart, in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today. And that's what I'm doing now, and that's what we do with these podcasts. We are exhorting the people to call on God, to look for God right now, today, meaning while we are alive, while we have our, our help, while we have our ability, before the sun turns dark, call on God. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. The heart is also compared to a ground that needs to be sown. The seed is the word of God. If the ground is too hard, the seeds cannot take root. It must be broken up and tilled. Breaking up the ground is a humility that comes from hardship, sacrifice, and troubles in the world. Now, if anybody has tried to plant a garden, if they just throw seeds on top of rocks, they're not going to get much out of that. They got to, to prepare their garden. They got to move the rocks. They got to take the stones out. They have to loosen up the soil in order for any plants to grow. And that's the same thing spiritually. The Lord, you have to be sown. You have to have humility. You have to be willing to listen and have a desire for God in order for the word of God to be sown and in order for you to obey him. In Hosea 10, 12, it says, Sow to yourselves in righteousness, reap in mercy, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. Now, a, a wonderful parable is in Mark chapter 4 about the sower and the seed that Christ told us about. And I'm not going to go into that uh, parable, but I just want to say that seeds planted on stony ground cannot develop good roots. And any trial or temptation will make them dry up and wither. And uh, Christ compared that to the sun and the heat coming down on, on, on something. If, 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 it's, if it's no deepness of earth, then the root is going to dry up and the plant is going to wither. The word of God must take deep root in you in order for you to be brought into repentance. If you are rejecting God's word, word then you cannot accept the grace that he gives you. A heart that is unclean is compared to having a foreskin. The foreskin or uncleanness must be circumcised in order to be acceptable to God. God warned the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 4.16, saying, Circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked. So all these people with this uh, foreskin on the heart is essentially the same also as having a hard heart or a stony heart. Paul further explains it to us in Romans 2.29 when he says, Circumcision is that of the heart and the spirit and not in the letter. And again in Colossians 2.11, In whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands and putting off the body of sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. The things in the heart are the center and the core of a person, those things that they treasure and that they desire. The heart senses the things in it throughout the entire body. If your heart is full of sin, then your actions will reflect it. A good man, out of the good treasure of the heart, bringeth forth good things, and an evil man, out of the evil treasure, bringeth forth evil things. That's Matthew 12, verses 35. Now, 
there's a lot of people in trouble when you think about this. But there is hope even for someone with idols in their heart or who has a hard or an uncircumcised heart. God punished his people with a curse in Isaiah 6 verses 9 to 12 because of their disobedience. I'm not going to read that. But essentially, he gave them blind eyes and deaf ears and a heart that was fat. And anybody knowing a large heart cannot work well. So the heart is not functioning well. The eyes and the ears are not functioning. And we all know people like that, people that we love, who do not accept and cannot understand the truth. And some of the people who right now can't see and cannot hear are children of God. And oftentimes it's not their fault that they can't see or hear or understand. Many of them are doing the very best that they know how to do. And God is going to help those people. He's going to help them. Today, we live in a time of darkness and famine. The truth is not spoken or known. So most people, they just don't know it. God promised to leave a remnant of his people in the end. He also promised that he would change the hearts of his people. He would remove the stony heart and give them a heart of flesh. He promised he would write his law in their hearts and forgive them of their sins. And we're going to go to Ezekiel 11, verses 17 to 20, and read about this wonderful promise. Therefore say, thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where ye have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. And they shall come thither, and they shall take away all the detestable things thereof, and all the abominations thereof from thence. And I will give them one heart, and I will put a new spirit within you. And you know, when you have one heart, that means everybody is walking in the same way. Not one person doing this religion and somebody else doing that. One heart. We're all doing everything exactly like the Lord would have us do. And I will put a new spirit within you, and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and will give them an heart of flesh, that they may walk in my statutes and keep mine ordinances and do them. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. But as for them whose heart walketh after the heart of their detestable things and their abominations, I will recompense their way upon their own heads, saith the Lord God. He will call his people to repentance. Therefore also now saith the Lord, turn ye even to me with all your heart and with fasting and with weeping and with mourning and rend your heart and not your garments and turn unto the Lord. That's Joel 2 verses 12 to 13. And my final scripture is in 2 Peter 1, verse 19. Ye do well that ye take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts. And thank you for your consideration. Amen.